What the fuck is headlight fluid? This is a rock tank. With Gus and Joel and Bernie and Jack, the time to attack is now. Rooster Teeth Podcast. Suddenly I'm filled with anger. You, you guys don't know who Hatebreed is, do you? No. 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 It sounds kind of like Hatebreed. Sounds like a band you'd like. Uh, you know, back in the day, I had my, my I dabbled. That's our, uh, <laughs> our, our, uh, our, our taste of South by Southwest for the drum <laughs> tank. So, uh, we got Jeff Griffin and Gus this week. hey It's the, it's the solid, like. The big three. Yeah. The triple G. <laughs> triple G, there you go. Hey, where's Bernie? Uh, he told us to wait to record the podcast and made me wait two hours and then said he wasn't going to be in it. So, uh, hey, he had stuff to do. Fuck I, that guy. He's, uh, in- he's getting barbecue. So it's more, it's obviously, it's obviously more important than he, this. So for all the listeners, he ditched you for barbecue. Hey, listen, barbecue ne- is more important to him. Next week when Bernie is in the podcast and he comes out swinging, I want him swinging at YouTube. So I'm not saying anything. No, no. <laughs> I'm not it. part of this. Bring like, it. he's going to listen to this. Last time I, I effectively dodged his swings, so That's I'm ready. True. I'm ready for it again. Ready for round two. Let's, let's go for two for two. I don't know if you dodge swings as much. You just screamed back. Like, that, that's not dodging. <laughs> that, that, that's that's all that matters. It's power. <laughs> I wouldn't know. That, that's totally what it is. Okay. All right. Well. So we, that's it, right? I guess we should wrap this. Yeah. Up. That was good. <laughs> let's go get some barbecue. Um, so we just came back from uh, Pax East, which uh, which went really well. I thought. I don't know about you guys. I yeah, know. dude. PAX East was, uh, I mean, well, how many PAXs have there been now, Gus? Fuck if I know. Okay, good. <laughs> well, well, what the fuck else should I know? You and I have been, uh, I figured you would know because you plan all of our events, and you you and I have both been to every single PAX. Fire and forget, dude. Fire and forget. <laughs> <laughs> this is only the second PAX, PAX East, right? This is the second PAX. Okay. I think this is the ninth Five, PAX. Six, seven, eight, and it's, nine. hasn't it, are, it's... You want, are you counting East Sand Primes? Yeah. 10, 11, 12. That was the 12th. There's no way. Yeah. 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009, East 10, Prime 10, East 11. And has it, East has already outgrown pa- like PAX Wait, Prime, right? So there's Wait, been, did I count wrong? One, you two, counted three, wrong. Four, five, six, seven, eight. There's nine. Eight, you're right. Eight, How did I get 12? <laughs> I don't know, dude. That was fucking befuddled. There's no way. That doesn't make any sense. Because there's no way our country's, our country, <laughs> our company's not 10 years old and no, we've no. been, we've gone to every PAX. Yeah, that's nine. Okay. So, I'm, an, I'm an idiot, apparently. So seven PAX Primes and two PAX Easts. Okay. And I was, I, weren't you reading to me that PAX East has outgrown PAX Prime as far as – That's what I was going to say is like this PAX was fucking ridiculous. They had 69 – I think the official attendance was 69,500, which makes it officially larger than last year's PAX Prime, which was the largest PAX ever at like 68,000. That's crazy. And actually the space was interesting because you come in and then you, you descend down to this pit of people. Dude, the space was awesome. It was really awesome. It was like it was like you felt like you were at E3 for a second, you know, yeah. back in the and, day. And the the great thing about that space is there. I didn't realize that the first day I was there. The second day I walked around a little more. There were the the, the exhibit hall occupied about a third of the space uh-huh. that they have. So they have like another two thirds of that hall they could grow and fill if they wanted to. Yeah, and I like I never. The only time I ever went upstairs was to go to our panel, mm-hmm. but there were like three floors of shit going on too. Yeah, the yeah they. I felt like they really had line management worked out well. Yeah, the the theater was great. And then if you walked all the way like on the on the first floor where the exhibit hall was, if you walked all the way to the back. And I, I think a lot of people didn't even know what was back there, but there was like a whole food court back there. Yeah, because almost like with a, the 
It was like it was like a circus or a carnival. It was. They you could like, get like fried dough and ice cream and pretzels and shit. It was pretty cool. I, I was re- I was looking at the uh, Wikipedia entry for PAX here. One thousand three hundred thirty-seven people pre-registered for the first PAX. One thousand three hundred thirty-seven. Really? Yeah. One three three seven. Yeah. Did they cap it at that or no, just to be g- goofy? I don't know. But it says uh, thirty-three hundred people attended that event. Yeah, I remember the first one being pretty. That's crazy. It, uh, the thing that was crazy about the first one to me too, I remember when we went to it, we pulled up because I think we got there kind of late, and I remember we pulled up in a cab, and uh, there was a line of people that was going outside waiting to get in. And I remember thinking, "That's the biggest line I've ever seen." <laughs> <laughs> it must have been all three thousand people. Yeah, so small compared to this. Yeah, it's really, really grown and mm. fast too. Yeah, but uh, it was definitely fun. What was your favorite part of the weekend? The panel. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I, th- I thought it was. Probably the best panel we'd ever had. Yeah, I, I felt like there was a good level of interactivity with the audience. And yeah, that's definitely. We gotta we gotta step it up for PAX Prime because uh, last pass last PAX East I thought was our best panel ever when we debuted mm-hmm. season mm-hmm. eight and, and then uh, and immersion actually and then this panel we debuted uh, a special video that I don't know that we'll ever release anywhere and then the trailer for season nine. It was a special immersion. A special immersion. <laughs> Special like special like should wear a helmet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Rides the little bus. Uh, it was a hidden camera immersion, I guess that I didn't know was being filmed. Well, yeah. we, we may not release it because it wasn't very video gamey. No. It was fun. It, it was funny. It doesn't really fall in line with all of the others. But. And the audience seemed to really like it. And uh, but anyway, yeah, the the response for the season nine trailer I thought was awesome. Really, really cool. Yeah, it went really well. I was a little nervous, you know, as we always get before. Showing off something new like that, and uh, people seem to really like it and really respond to it, which was cool. So um, Jeff was telling me that you had some faux pas this weekend, like social faux pas. What? No, what happened? <laughs> you took your shirt off for somebody. Oh, we've man. got uh, we've got a, a series of stories from Pax. We had some awesome encounters with people. Should we? You should tell the camera story first. Uh, I don't know if that one that one will play with uh, audio. You know, just retelling it. But this, the, the, you know, we got a lot of people come up to the booth, and you know, we try to talk to everyone, and you know, sign stuff for them, and take pictures and whatnot. Uh, I think it was Saturday morning. It, it was pretty was. early. This, it was really this, uh, early. this guy walked up to the booth with a camera around his neck. I was like, "Oh, hey, you know, I'm glad to meet you guys." I'm like, "Oh, hey, what's going on?" He's like, uh, "Can I take a picture with you all?" And I said, "Yeah, sure. You know, let's, let's take a picture." So he uh, begins taking his camera off of his neck. You know. He's got like a big digital SLR. Yeah. It's not like some hokey little camera. Yeah. He takes it off of his uh, his neck, holds it in his hands, looks at it for a second, then hands it to me. Like he wants me to take a picture of him. And Gus <laughs> takes the camera and looks at the camera and looks at him and is like, huh? And the guy looks at Gus really confused. Like, why isn't why isn't this working out? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, normally the people turn to the person behind them in line and give them the camera so we can all be in a picture together. And I'm looking at Gus, and I'm looking at the camera in his hand, and then I look up at the guy. It's like a triangle of confusion. And the guy, I think it hits him all at once, and he just grabs the camera and runs. Like, he took off running. He was so embarrassed. He was like, ah. He was like, ah. And then I started laughing so hard about the situation, I fell out of my chair. It was and like, re- I couldn't breathe. It was rolling around on the ground in the booth. It was really fucking funny. I felt so bad for that guy. <laughs> I don't think I saw him again all weekend. Like, it he was, just stayed away. Yeah, that was poor it. guy. He just looked so confused for a second, trying to figure out, like, what, where, where, where it had broken down, you know, <laughs> <laughs> in the process. It was awesome. And then the next day was even funnier. Some, <laughs> some dude comes up to Gus. Two dudes come up to Gus. And they come up and they're like, hey, Gus. And Gus is like, hey, what's up? And they go, uh, we have a, this a situation. And Gus was like, "Excuse me." I think they're kind of. No, they, they said we wanted to come by yesterday, but we couldn't because we had kind of a situation. Yeah. And Gus goes, "Uh, 
what? And they go, yeah, we had a situation. And Cuz lifts up his shirt and goes, you mean this situation? And points to his, his six flab. And, uh, <laughs> and the guy gets the most confused look on his face I've ever seen, like quizzical, you know? And uh, the guy goes, huh? And Gus goes, this situation, my abs, this situation. And the guy goes, I don't, I, what? And Gus goes, come on, this situation. <laughs> and the guy goes, I, um, uh, uh, my friend had a seizure yesterday. And uh, that was our situation. That was our situation. <laughs> anyway, uh, I should uh, be laughing. It's yeah. so we think he's going to be okay. So, and uh, I'm and just turned with, around, just turned around and walked away. <laughs> and I'm standing, there, I'm standing there with my shirt up like an the idiot. Whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, great. Uh, I didn't uh, know. I was, whatever. And then yeah. Mega64 declared humor war on cosplayers while we were there. And we, oh, were, we were next to those guys. They had a funny bit they were playing. Uh, uh, like a gag they were playing on on some kids that, w- that was fucking it was it was brutal it was I, really fun I saw him do it twice but that second one was definitely yeah the best you, you, they they baited him in perfectly why don't you explain I think you could probably they, tell that story they uh, they, uh, they would see people walking by you know cosplaying as something but then the Mega sixty four guys would start yelling at the cosplayer accusing them or saying that they were dressed up as someone else okay so this guy walked by with like a hood and like some illuminated eyes carrying an axe. And they started okay. yelling, oh, it's a Jawa, it's a Jawa. Hide your droids, everyone. Hide the droids. <laughs> <laughs> They're making like the, ooh, dee like the Jawa noises. <laughs> and uh, the guy's like, I'm not a Jawa. And they just kept going like, best Jawa ever right here. Everyone take a picture with the Jawa. And then they're like, watch out for the sand people. You know, if there's a Jawa around, they're not going to be far behind. You know, it was really, really fucking funny. And the guy got so upset. Well, they cosplayers, cosplayers take that stuff seriously. And then I saw it unfolding and Rocco's filming the whole thing. So I like ran over and I was like, hey guys, can you take a picture of me with the Jawa? And they're like, yeah. And the guy's like, no, 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 no. And I was like, yeah, Star Wars forever. And we take some photos. And then I walk back and the guy like argues with them for the longest time. And then eventually he just gets upset and he's just like, screw it. This isn't worth it. And he starts walking away. And the, this is the best part of the whole thing. Rocco who, kudos to that guy for never turning a camera off. He's filming it as the guy walks away, and he's just talking to the camera. You know, like, just to the camera, not even loud. He's like, best Jawa ever. Man, I'm so glad that guy came by the booth. That was really good Jawa. And the guy, like, hears it and runs back. (laughs) And he goes, how can it be the best Jawa ever if it was never intended to be a Jawa in the first place? God! And he just, like, (laughs) sticks his hands up in the air and runs away frustrated. (laughs) Uh, it was really, really fun. I was really happy to be next to those guys. They kept me entertained all weekend. Yeah, but I it was actually difficult to work whenever they they'd have it like their dance party or dance offs. What what kind of what were they doing? Like it's some kind of oh uh, Vogue dramatics. Vogue dramatics. Okay, can you explain what it is? Because I've never it's, heard of this before. It's, I guess it, uh, Garrett had to explain it to me. I had no idea what they were doing, but I guess it's like some underground movement where people still Vogue, but they have like overly dramatic. Like posturing and dance moves, it's very rigid. Yeah, he said it was very rigid. Like there were five fundamentals to 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 Vogue dramatics. It was like you had your 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 runway work, hand work, uh, duck walking, voguing, and uh, I forget what the last one was fake called. Death. Like fake death or yeah. falling or something like that. <laughs> and like you have to mix like those five together to to get your dance. And I'll, I'll put a link in the link dump and in the enhanced podcast if you want to see it. But it's really weird. Yeah, th- it's just so bizarre that they're into it. But so they would every like I don't know whenever somebody in their group would hit the music, they'd all like kind of be required to dance, and then there'd be like a big dance party, and then everyone around would like join in. So, but every time they did this, like I couldn't, I just couldn't work. I had to just sit there and watch them. And like 
it, every all of our productivity just stopped every time they would have a dance off. Yeah, it's like all of Pack stops to watch Garrett do a duck walk on the table. He's, that's pretty fucking funny. Yeah, that's it's a that's like a whole movement. Like, where did you say it's in? It's in Hollywood, I guess. Yeah, there's like these underground yeah. Vogue dramatic dance battles. <laughs> <laughs> I, we watched Gus and I went back to the hotel room. We were so fascinated. We watched videos for like an hour, and they're pretty intense. Yeah, there's some there's some serious uh, serious dancing going on. But I, I love being next to the Mega Sixty Four guys just because I feel like when I'm low energy or we, like when I'm getting tired, like like they're like an instant pump up just yep. because they're always doing something. They're yelling, they're you know dancing or whatever, and it's yeah. like I feel like I can't be tired otherwise i look bad like i look like an asshole yeah, like, yeah. Next to well that, plus yeah. like we, we don't da- have a dance competition every like 30 minutes so yeah, i, I just have... sit there and i'm more tired than them yeah. right now. well you, you watch them at the end of the weekend though i mean they their dance moves get a little bit like less dramatic the duck walks more <laughs> like a duck waddle yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, they definitely seem to get tired near the end but no they uh they're, they're they're always great to be by i look forward to being next to them at pax prime yeah yeah those are funny dudes so I, don't, I think we only have one more event coming up in the near future. That's not this weekend. It's next week. <sighs> next weekend we have uh, MegaCon yeah, Orlando. Gus, or Griffin and I are trying to extend our uh, our permanent jet lag. Yeah, we're just finally a little bit longer. we're at, like the last two night like mornings. We just haven't been able to wake up. Like we've hit the snooze like five times. It just and and I know the moment we start to normalize, we'll be off to yeah. Florida. So. The, the fucked up thing was you were you were probably getting close. Then you went you know to the Eastern time zone, and then the hour change hit. Yeah, so that, it's like that a, a really fucking one-two punch. Because that was the night of the frag dolls party, um, mm-hmm. and I was already staying out late. And then I got back, and, and it, all of a sudden it was like three in the morning, and I had to, <laughs> I had, I had to get up. I had to get up at seven, but that didn't didn't happen. The fra- <laughs> By the Fragdoss party, do you mean the most exclusive, difficult party to get into yeah, what in America? The fuck? Like it was held in this club, and I don't remember the name of the club. Uh, it was um, fuck Royale. Royale. Okay, the Royale so nightclub. There were these two bouncer douchebags on the outside, and they were like weren't hired. They were like the they were the venues like bouncer guys. They had nothing to do with the actual Fragdoss group but um they had like restrictions on like what you could wear like you have to wear the right shoes because it was a classy joint uh, yeah so <laughs> and i don't think that um like ubisoft and the frag dolls knew about it so like people were getting turned away people on the guest list were getting turned away and you almost didn't make it in um along with caleb who was with us yeah and mega 64 got denied at the door yeah, they did. And I mean, fortunately for us, like Faith, one of the frag dolls was, was outside smoking when we showed up or we would have just left. Mm-hmm. But um, so she argued with the bouncer. It took forever and she finally got us in. And we walked in and there are all these fucking like everyone, like half the people there had sneakers on. So it was completely arbitrary, like who they were deciding who yeah. was going in. And, and I, asked, I asked all those people with sneakers, I was like, did you have trouble at the door? And they all said, no, no, not a problem at all. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was really messed up. And I felt bad for Mega 64 because then the, the, I actually was really looking forward to them coming and hanging mm-hmm. out. But then they got turned away and they, but I tried to convince them to come back. They're like, no, nah, fuck That it. nightclub turned into the Jersey Shore. It was really – Once the regular crowd showed up. It was strange. Like it just – it didn't feel like – I didn't expect that crowd to be there for that event. I, I didn't get to go. Uh, I stayed in the hotel and slept because I was very tired and I was being the responsible parent in the family. And uh, But you went and I heard the next morning everybody that came up to me, I was like, oh, did you go to that Fragdoss party last night? How was it? And they go, dude, your wife tried to fight every bouncer at that place. I had to, I I had to stay away from your wife because I thought I was going to get pulled into a fight. Your wife scared the hell out of me. That's oh. what everybody said. Yeah, whatever. Gus? That's why I left. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> such bullshit. Uh, you, Despite you trying to box me in and keep me there. No, I, whatever. Like, I had already wandered off after, like, before you left, I think. No, no, you were boxing me in. You were, you were telling people to not let me go and to surround me. Really? I don't, yeah. I don't remember that. Caleb told me at one point you approached the bouncers, like, after Gus and all those guys left. I did approach the bouncers. 
you went up to him and started berating him about the tennis shoe thing. I did. And that the bouncer said, listen, ma'am, we're just doing our job. And Caleb said, you looked at that bouncer and said, then you're doing a shitty job. You are shitty and terrible <laughs> at your job. Do you know that? Do oh you know God. how bad you are at your job? Well, they were that you bad can't, at their job. Then you can't differentiate between sneakers and sneakers. You let 400 people in there with sneakers on, but you won't let my friends in with sneakers. Why are you so terrible at what you do? And what kind of job are you going to get? Because you can't do this job. That's what he said you said. I oh, my didn't, God. I didn't didn't say that, but I did accuse them of being bad that, at their jobs. That, 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 that sounds a little too eloquent for drunk Griffin. No, you know what? Based on what I saw that I night. Was, I was awesome and I was on fire and I made them look so stupid, but I didn't say that specifically. <laughs> That's what um, Caleb said. Well, Caleb, what does he know? Well, I hung out. I ended up like, because you took off and like, I don't know where everyone else went. So I ended up hanging out the whole night with pork fry. Mm. Like on the stage, mm-hmm. and um, and then at some point I just had to leave because it was just so full of. Yeah. Maybe that's why Porfrey's kind of an intense dude. Maybe he intensed you up. There were times where I could not see straight in that club because were, the bass was so strong. Yeah. Like I went up to the bar to get a beer, and I felt like all I could. I couldn't look at the bottles because my vision was blurry because of bass. Well, they had all those like glowing light, light like ice cubes, which were cool. But um, some a lot of people had their set to blink, and there's something about like lots of blinking lights and bass happening at the same time yeah. in your eyes that just makes you feel Plus, weird. Also, it was weird having those blinking lights in a cup you're drinking out of because every time you go to take a drink, you're just getting blinded by a light that's like twisted <laughs> yeah. from your face. Yeah, I had to keep. I had to at some point request not to have them just because I couldn't figure out the button like to. To set it to steady. You like. couldn't figure out to push the button on the bottom? <laughs> I was, you know, having a good time. Okay. She was too busy fighting bouncers, dude. She wasn't going to stop looking at buttons. I will say, like, I didn't feel like I was out of control or anything, but the fact that pork rice seemed mellow to me <laughs> 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 is probably an indication. Oh, man. So what else happened at PAX, guys? <sighs> um, I didn't really get to see any pals. I mean, you know, our experience is very limited at conventions like that. We get to see our booth, and that's about it. Yeah, I saw that there was an L.A. Noir booth, and I saw that there was a Portal 2 booth and a Battlefield 3 booth, and they all looked like they were a lot of fun and cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get to experience any of them. Oh, Gus and I, Gus and I would go and look at the uh, guys stand in line for the Old Republic a couple times. They had a six-hour wait to play really? the Old Republic. Yeah, game. I guess it was like a 45-minute long demonstration. Uh, so people would run in first thing in the morning, get in line, and they'd have to cut the line off because the line would get to be five or six hours long, and they'd have people waiting in line that had no chance to see the game. And, that's, that's crazy. But they had like monitors set up so you could watch the guys while they were playing. And so one time Gus and I went over there to go see what the 45-minute demonstration was, and it was literally a party of uh, like Twi'leks and Stormtroopers dancing, like slash dancing, and we were like – do you wait in line five hours so that you could in, in, type slash dance? In their defense, I think they were uh, they were resetting the scenario. I think yeah. they, that one group had just finished, another group was coming in. I think oh, you're probably okay. right. So, how long? Like when you when you have to wait in line like that and to play a game, do they give you like a time limit? Typically? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think this one was forty five minutes, minutes, which is insanely long. Usually, yeah, it's about ten minutes. That seems like they could have been a little bit more efficient. Like well, I think shorter times, shorter lines. The thing know? is, it's a, it's an MMO, and I think you're trying to give people like I mean, you know what it's like. If you sit down and you if you you type in your username and your password to WoW, then you look up, it's an hour later. Yeah, I think know? what they were doing yeah. was they were giving a brief demonstration and a tutorial, and then they let the people go through to try to kill a boss in a level. Like they would I have see. to get through and like progress. And that was their time limit to get through. Well, I guess the people that are like immediately behind watching are also getting a, a taste of it. Yeah, repeatedly though. Yeah, yeah. But I guess everyone's maybe approaching it differently. I wonder if they switch out the bosses just for people. To, no, it was yeah. the same thing. I hear there were a lot of different ways to approach that encounter, uh, encounter rather, yeah. and uh, a lot of different ways to take that boss down, and that uh, it could it could be done very quickly if you knew, if, you know, you could figure it out, or it could take up to forty five minutes. So, mm-hmm. I guess it depends on your, uh, I don't know, game gamer level. 
mm-hmm. and your comf- comfortability experience. with MMOs and yeah. experience. Um, Millie's really excited about Miss Explosion Man. Yeah, she really is. Yeah, she. Uh, there's a pretty funny vo- a video. Uh, Martha took her over, or Martha and Caleb took her over to. They have that. They had it at a. Uh, they had it, it at Comic Con. A Comic Con, yeah. yeah. It's a giant mech, and it's from it's for Red uh, Faction. Red Faction Armageddon, yeah. I think, is the game. And uh, you can go and you can like stand inside this like 15 foot robot, mm-hmm. and then like it's all shut in, and then the, it like opens up dramatically, and like smoke billows out, you know, and then you see you like you're the the mech guy at the end of Matrix Three. Except, uh, and we got this really funny video of it opening up, and all you can see is the top of Millie's head and these blinking sunglasses <laughs> that she's wearing that she got from the Ubisoft booth. It's pretty funny. Yeah, she looked tiny in that thing. Yeah, she really did. Weird that my five-year-old would look small in the 27 Do you think we're doing permanent damage? Yes. I, I think do. so, too. So our dog doesn't remember us. Pretty, I think I'm our dog sure. is, is, has bonded with every single person in Austin who watches her except for us. Does your dog think that maybe you all are like the pet sitter? I, I don't know. It's like, oh, it's these guys again. Hmm. I wish they'd, they'd take me back to my family Yeah, <laughs> over at the kennel. <laughs> Oh man! Okay, so that parrot. Did I tell you guys? Okay, when, there's at the kennel that we uh, we board our dog at. Um, they have this parrot that somebody eventually like uh, like donated to them that had been like like this family. I, I guess parrots live to be like African guys live to be like a hundred or something crazy, and yeah. this one's like fifty. And it's like this old couple that had it for years, like died and left it to somebody in their will. I guess if you have a parrot, you have to have a will made out for it because they live so long. Um, anyway, so when I was there last, like it kept saying good morning. I took a little video of it and put it up on Twitter, but. Um, it does this thing every day where it burrows and makes a tent out of the papers on the ground. And like when I went there yesterday, like it had made a tent. It was like a burrowing parrot, which I think is pretty unusual. Hmm, I never heard of that before. I should have taken a video. I'll do it next time. It's fucking hilarious. And the next time will be pretty soon because we'll be boarding that dog again yeah. very soon. <laughs> I feel really guilty. Yeah. I felt bad for Millie. We were getting on the plane. We had like a 6 a.m. flight out. So we were getting on, we were like walking onto the plane at like 5.15 and Millie was half asleep. And, you know, this is after Australia, Seattle, Oregon, and now Boston. And while as we're walking down the runway, Millie looked up at me and she said, Dad, can we stop going on vacation, please? I just want to stay home. I was like, sorry, sweetie. How sad. Also not a vacation for Daddy. Uh, that's, uh, that, well, that's, I mean, that's, that's good. You'll burn her out of travel. She won't ever want to go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. She'll be excited to go to school. She's gold now on American Airlines. Nice. <laughs> yeah. She had a busy year. She's done a lot of traveling. She's not, it's not... Shit, it's only like a quarter over. I know. Yay. Hey, I read something. This has nothing to do with PAX, but I read something today that I thought was pretty cool. Pepsi has decided to go plastic-free, 100% plastic-free by 2012. Really? Yeah, or starting in 2012. They're they're making like uh, all their bottles now are going to be made out of like a certain kind of grass. Is and that corn. plant-based stuff? Yeah. yeah, plant-based stuff. And they're going to eliminate plastic from the Pepsi lineup. I read also that they're going to make the um – the throw Pepsi throwback and Mountain Dew throwback permanent, uh, uh, permanently available. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. What's the th- is it like real sugar? Yeah, or it's something? real sugar. Okay, that's interesting. That's a that, that's a lot of plastic. You figure for all those bottles. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. plastic like drinking out of plastic bottles supposedly gives you cancer. I don't know if you knew that, oh, especially yeah. if you leave it in like if it heats has a chance to heat up, like so you're not supposed to microwave things in plastic. Mm-hmm. But if you leave like a water bottle in your car, you're just not supposed to drink out of it. Yeah, I'd heard that before. Hmm. Oh man, Gus and I got to got an experience at the end of PAX. You know, like as PAX as any event ends, you you have to repalletize all your equipment and send it back, like our TVs and our shelving and you know whatever merchandise that we have left over. And so it's kind of like a mad dash to find pallets because uh-huh. they'll bring them out to you eventually. But they tell you it'll take two hours. It'll yeah. take yeah at least two hours in some places longer. 
Um, and so you, the, the, if you want to get out of there, you know, to catch a plane or just, you don't want to spend 10 hours sitting in an empty convention booth while people are tearing stuff down and packing it up, you can go and find or requisition packets, Mm -hmm. pallets as it were. And, uh, so Gus and I always do that. And so we went and scattered out. I found a a place where there were some pallets hanging out, waiting for, for us specifically. (laughs) And, uh, so I went and I found them and then, uh, I told Gus, I was like, let's go state ourselves by these pallets. So as soon as they shut down, we can grab them and run out. And, uh, while we were doing that, the uh, I, I don't know if you know this about Boston, but uh, big Teamster state. <laughs> and uh, while we were doing that, the outs like the the back alley area of the convention hall filled up with like five hundred of the scariest Teamsters I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, we we were trying to find another way to leave there. So we, 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 we were trying to, to we tried to them. we tried to blend in at first. And we realized that was not happening. Yeah, you can't <laughs> blend in carrying pallets. Yeah. And there's just all these big dudes with their arms folded, like. Wondering, looking at you like, are you, do you really think you're going to grab those pallets? Do you really think we're going to let you do that? You know? And we were like, we're looking around, going through doors and ending up in like closets and server rooms. And uh, eventually we, uh, we just stood there until all those guys started to move on. And then we snuck yeah, out. Yeah, once the hall closed and they all like go out, they all like rush out to start so doing So you guys were work. like hiding behind, like you guys had two like pallets under it arm was, hiding it was while the Teamsters l- cleared out? Yeah. Pretty much. Nice. It was a lot like high school. We were hiding. Uh, it was right right after you eat. We were hiding uh, behind the bleachers so that no one could pants us, essentially. <laughs> Except by pants, I mean like punch out our teeth. Yeah. Right. But uh, it was a uh, it was a humbling experience. Mm-hmm. I've never I've never seen that out of all the conventions we've been to. You know, we spent a lot of time on the loading docks. I've never seen like that like a mass of people like that waiting. Just like to concentration. Go out. Yeah. Were, actually, it was very well organized place like when uh at some point we had the panel and then i forgot that i had or Brittany asked me to bring the lab coats from immersion just in case we used them we decided not to so i left them backstage and then while we did the panel and then i forgot about them because there's you know like usually a huge rush and i was trying to find millie and everything so then but at the time it took me to leave the that room go down the escalator remember that i forgot the lab coats and get back up the escalator and go back in all of the chairs and i don't know how many people are in like how many people how many seats 4, were there? Like 4,000 chairs were all like stacked up like poltergeists. Like mm-hmm. I went down the escalator, came back, and all the chairs were like stacked in these like tree, like almost like tree formations or whatever everywhere. Like they were pretty they – were, they were on top of their game. Mm-hmm. By the way, 4,000 people in one room is pretty crazy to look at. Bernie took a pretty awesome panoramic photo. You should put yeah. that in the link dump. It's uh, – Yeah, I'll, you, de- I'll definitely do that. Yeah, I don't know if you still have it, but – Yeah, I can find it. I know where it's Pretty crazy to look at. Yeah, that was, that was definitely one of the best run. Well, PAX is one of the best run events of all time, I think. And then that particular convention center, those guys had it down for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Oh, one other thing that we uh, we announced and mentioned at the panel, I guess that we should mention here, is that we are going through the process of having official state of Texas rooster teeth license plates made. Oh, we did announce that. That's right. And uh, it's 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 not official. It's not final yet. It's going through a committee right now. They have to approve it, and then they have to put it out for public comment. But if all goes well. If you live in the state of Texas, uh, starting in August, you'll be able to buy a rooster teeth license plate for your car. Are there any other states that do that? I don't know. I'm going to start investigating that. Yeah. It would be and, cool uh, to have them available more than just in for, Texas. For this one, at least, for the Texas one, all the proceeds will go to uh, Child's Play. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's pretty awesome. I can't believe we're all going to get to drive around with rooster teeth vanity license plates. I know. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'll, I'll make sure to put a like the mock up on the in the link dump. Are you going to just do like random assortment of letters and numbers? Or are you going to do something else? Uh, I feel yeah. like I gotta get something. I'll try to get ass yeah. orgy if I can. Ass orgy is like the best license plate ever. It's the best license plate of all time. 
You ever seen that one? Uh, no, surprisingly. It's an old vanity license plate from the state of Florida. Gus and I found it like probably t- eight, nine years ago. It's probably longer than that. On, the li- on this list of like funny vanity license plates. <laughs> and uh, the state of Florida used to have an orange like right in the middle. And then you've got three, three letters on each side. And so there's this big orange, you know, orange because it's the citrus state or whatever. And so somebody has A55, the orange, and then RGY. That's funny. It was really, really funny. It was awesome. Hey, Brandon. So, hey, what, what do I got here, Brandon? Your iPad 2. Oh, my iPad 2 just came in the mail. That's awesome. What is your If t- this was a video podcast, we could do an unboxing. Yeah. What is your T-shirt? Is that the Infinity Bacon? It's Infinite Bacon. Infinite Bacon. <laughs> very, very cool. What are you doing? He just invited himself in. I invited myself in. Uh, did you pick all the horse maps yet? I did. I found a bunch. They're good. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, ladies and gentlemen, Jack Patillo. Hey guys, how you doing? We were just we were just wrapping up our packs talk. Anything you want to add to uh, packs, Jack? You got to walk the floor more and do some achievement hunter stuff. What? Anything? Yeah, pa- packs was awesome, man. I mean, like we had a lot of fans come out for it. It was cool. There was a bunch of really neat games. I got to see Battlefield Three early. That was really really sweet. When does that game come out? Do you know? It's like fall, right? I think fall. Yeah, they're they're slowly releasing stuff now. So or okay. like summer to fall. Hmm. They're episodic trailers. You should link those too, guys. Those things are fucking awesome. Yeah, the second one just came out today. That was great. Yeah, really the sniper cool. one. They showed us all that live too, so that's all real game footage. Very, very cool. Cool. So they were like acting it out? Yes, they were. They were <laughs> acting it out. Huh. Jeff. Okay. All right. I'm going to roll your windows down. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. You can feel free to sit in. Okay. You don't have to go anywhere. Can I play with the iPad? Oh, I, w- I would let you, but it's all boxed up. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> Can I unbox the iPad. There you go. I don't think that cord. He did. He forgot to order that uh, adapter, so I ordered it yesterday. So we will get it soon. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye, Jack. What a dickhead. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't believe the Battlefield Three is so far away, and they're already you know releasing trailers and had a booth at PAX and everything. Yeah, man. Yeah. Also, the, uh, there was a big Darkness Two booth. I didn't think that game had been announced. Yeah, it and was announced. Was it? Yeah. yeah, it just came out of nowhere for me. I, 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 didn't, I don't think of the Darkness as being a big game. It was a very well reviewed, very well liked game. I don't think it was a very big game. Was that like based on anything? Was that a comic book? It's a comic. Or, uh. Yeah, it's based on a comic book that I didn't think was particularly good when I was a kid. It was like I don't know if you remember when. Uh, if you can ask me anything about comics, I don't remember. Okay, well, like back in the mid early '90s, like all the artists from Marvel and DC peeled off and started their own comic company called Image Comics. And that was one of their flagship comics, I, I believe, The Darkness. Hmm. It was like The Darkness and Sam and Max and Youngblood and I should stop. Oh, wait. Speaking of comics, Spawn. you were saying that uh, The Sandman is going to be made into a TV series? Might. Might be. Might it's, be? It's, they're, uh, they're working on that. That would yeah. be awesome. I heard it was dead yesterday and then I read another article that said maybe it's not quite dead yet. Hmm. That was actually a comic I did read. It was a good comic. Yeah, really good. Neil Gaiman. I feel like uh, – oh, uh, should we talk about the tragedy in Japan at all? If you want to. I don't know. It's very sad. Depressing. I saw a photo today that was fucking eerie. It was uh, some uh, seamen from the USS Ronald Reagan who are doing rescue efforts off the coast of Japan found a house floating in the water a couple miles in the ocean. It's just like – It was two days after the tsunami. Two days after the tsunami. It's just literally – and the house is like perfectly intact and it's just just floating floating in the ocean at sea. It was a really bizarre thing to see. Yeah. Really kind of sobering. Mm-hmm. Really. Well, that, that, I think that was definitely the most dramatic video I saw 
the neighborhood that was just sort of being washed away, like complete houses floating yeah. around. I, I saw one yesterday where uh, I guess like someone was in the streets filming it, like right as the tsunami is coming up the street, like very little at first. And there's like a car driving down the street, like trying to drive away from the water. Jeez. Jesus, did it make it? Uh, you can't see it. it goes past the camera. And it's, uh, it's ahead of the water, but who knows what yeah. happens. We were talking about that at, at PAX actually, like the idea of like entire suburbs being washed away like that, like the safest place on the planet Earth to me feels like your average suburb, you know, where you're in like a cul-de-sac with a bunch of houses that look alike and basketball goals and it's like you're yeah. next to a strip mall. And I can't imagine like like add that ha- – I mean like we live in a suburb. That would be fucking crazy. We live in a suburb. Well, kind of. Live in a neighborhood. And we live in a neighborhood. We don't live in the suburb. Yeah. I think it's the same, same thing. It's not, no, the, no, it's it not, is the, not same the same thing. thing. If it was the same thing, we'd have a bigger house in a suburb somewhere. <laughs> okay, fine. Man, it's, the Gus is strong in you. <laughs> well, he's insulting our neighborhood. Yeah, we do not live in a suburb. Are you are you insulting suburbs? No. Are you saying your neighborhood is better than a yes, suburb? Yes, I am. Really? Yes, location yeah. wise, it's better than a we, suburb. We live in an herb. We live in an herb. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I, I apologize to every single person that listens to this podcast that lives in a suburb <laughs> and has now been personally insulted by Griffin. Well, I'm so sorry. No, you're not. So sorry. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, mean, did Jeff tell you we almost broke up? No. At PAX, yeah, I got in Again? trouble because uh, apparently. I was supposed to be there in the morning, both days of PAX. And this is, and I admit, I dropped the ball a bit on I wasn't going to bring this up. But. Yeah, no, I'll bring it up. Um, I, I feel bad because, and I know how annoying it is to have the person that like shows up at noon or whatever. Um, and I did that this weekend. But and to be fair, it's the only event I've ever done that at. Um, but yeah, like had a little too much fun at the Frag Dolls party mm-hmm. and didn't show up until later. But uh, so Jeff, like everything is fine. Everything is fine. And then like the night before we left, like, Jeff just got like bitchy and like mean, <laughs> and he was already drunk and like angry, um, and so we almost separated. Over she the texted party. me at nine twenty in the morning on Sunday and said, "I'm just gonna grab a bite to eat. I'll be right in." The, the hall opens at <laughs> ten. The hall opens at ten. She texted me at nine twenty and said, "I uh, I just got a bite to eat. I'm getting a bite to eat. I'll be right in." And she showed up after noon. Yeah, well, the room literally takes a while. after noon. <laughs> <laughs> It was actually – it was like right at noon. You weren't even in the booth. I got there. You weren't there. Where the fuck were you? I went yeah. to the bathroom. <laughs> remember that time I didn't show up to the booth till afternoon? I don't. Oh, wait. That's never I did wake up late one day this week and I was only there 45 minutes before the holiday. I remember that. Hour. But luckily, you know, Barbara mm-hmm. and I were there. <laughs> oh, really? So I'm not the yeah. – you know, it's funny because he didn't threaten to break up with you. Like I said, I was still 45 minutes before the hall opened. <laughs> And you don't know that I didn't threaten to break up with him. You weren't there. <laughs> you know why you weren't there? Because you're fucking asleep. Uh, no, Dreams I was, of fragdoll parties in your head. No, I was, uh, Dreams I was, of yelling at bouncers. Yelling I, I, at bouncers. I, blinking eyes. Guidos. I was awake. I just couldn't move. <laughs> Man, that was, that was rough. Good, good, good convention, though. Yeah. How do, how do we keep coming back to PAX? We, I don't know. It seems like we cannot escape it. Because we have nothing else going on in our lives. We, we can't escape its orbit. Now, when was the last time you had something going on in your life? Oh, uh, I guess I got married five years ago. Right. My, my wedding. Yeah, no, I feel like that too. Like uh, our whole world, lives have been eaten up by work and conventions. Like, I mean, we don't really have anything else. We no. have no social lives. Just, just our collective disdain for the suburbs. I guess. <laughs> I guess we got South by Southwest going on this week. Are you guys uh, going to go to anything South by Southwest related? No, we tried to walk to. There's a pizza place by our house called Red House. It's not the best pizza in the world, but it's got it's, it's really got a nice. Good happy hour outside, and, yeah, it's yeah. cheap, and they have you can sit outside, and the weather was fucking awesome. It's beautiful. So we walked the dog and the kid over there to have dinner yesterday, and of course there were like ten billion South by Southwesters there, so we couldn't. Yeah. So we're just gonna retreat back into our house, and we're gonna hide the whole week. Yeah, pretty much. How about you? No, oh uh, no, 
the only i mean when we used to have the office downtown i'd walk over to do some stuff or see some stuff but now that you know our office isn't in the middle of it yeah it's, it's really inconvenient to get to and away from because of traffic so i'm just gonna stay away yeah i agree that's a funny thing it's like uh, i've talked to people who you know i tell them i'm from austin like oh that must be so much fun there's so many festivals and, da, 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 da. and i'm like no, that I mean, it's cool that Austin has that happening, and I appreciate that Austin has that happening. But for people who live here, we just like it just means traffic and not having anywhere to park and not being able to eat at the restaurants you like, mm-hmm. and like just essentially giving like giving your house your 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 city up for the week. Also, I don't, I don't mind it though. I mean, I don't I, mind it either. It's good for the it's, it's good for the economy, but it is, it can be like not being able to park on our street is annoying. Yeah. You know, no, I mean, because they turn a gas station into a, into a club for three mm-hmm. days. I think it's, I mean, it's fun. And I do like to people watch during South by Southwest and other things that we have going on here. But I'm just saying like when you, when things like that happen in your town, like, I mean, it's like when we had Franklin Nate barbecue in our neighborhood, we don't anymore. I think they moved, but, um, I, I was excited about having like a cool barbecue place in our neighborhood, but we never were able to go there because the lines are so long from people that can, from other places coming to eat there. And I think that's true. Like, in general, if you have a cool, like a really cool place in your neighborhood, you're not going to go there because everyone else is going to go there. One thing that does annoy me is that people assume you're from out of town. Like yesterday, we went to lunch in South Park Meadows, by the way, way away from all that stuff, and the lady was like, "So you guys are from South by Southwest, huh?" I was like, <laughs> "Like I was here I, yesterday." I, I, yeah, like I, this is like the fortieth time I've eaten at your restaurant, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> so you think everyone should remember you? No, I just don't just like, like to be associated have a, with have a, a table for you and everything ready. And it's like, hey, I got tattoos. I must be from out of town. I must be here for the music. You're with a band or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a roadie. <laughs> All right. So should we wrap this up? I guess so. Yeah. Um, so I guess the only thing I got to remind people about, which I already said, was the MegaCon uh, convention next week. I guess that's about it. For uh, me. Oh, when is, is book four coming out soon? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. We should talk about that. Um, yeah. What, what's going on with the – you uh, talked to the printing company? <laughs> oh, man. Um, we've had a litany of problems with book four. As, Every as single you thing know, that went wrong. It could go as, wrong, went wrong. As you know that in the process of putting it together, Luke had that hard drive die and we lost 54 comics. And, and then all the commentaries were on the computer that was stolen. That was stolen, that whole deal. What I never told you guys was, uh, or I didn't talk about on the site, was that when we went to get it printed, the printing company printed the wrong book and they sent us like a different book. They sent us year two and they were like, uh-oh, sorry. Well, so we got that remedied, and we we were supposed to it was supposed to come out in time for PAX East. It was like that was going to be the launch of the year four book. And so when I was putting the shipment together, I checked just to make sure because it was supposed to arrive any day. And mm-hmm. they're like, uh, "Yeah, it's going to arrive any day." We'll uh, the printing company mm-hmm. said, "We'll uh, we'll get your track number. We'll get that worked out. Um, we'll get back to you." And they didn't get back to me for a day, so I emailed them, and I didn't hear from them. I didn't hear from him the next day, so I emailed him again. I'm like, hey, seriously, guys, what's going on? I need the tracking number. We need to get this stuff you know, to Boston for PAX East. And they go, yeah, um, the thing about that is for some reason, we just never sent them to you. And they're coming from Korea, and so it's like a long boat ride from Korea to America. Like how long is the trip, do you know? I think it's like six weeks. So they, four to six that's weeks. That's why we wow. had to. I ordered them in January. Yeah, wow. that's why we had to send that out a while ago to get to have them in time for PAX East. Yeah, and, and she was like – and they were supposed to arrive March 1st. And so I come and I'm talking to her and I'm like, where the hell are they? And she goes, well, they shipped out March 3rd. So they mailed out to us two days after they were supposed to arrive. And she was so like, we don't, we don't, we don't know what happened. We don't have a, an answer for you. We just, they're just not there. They're going to try and get them to us for Megacon. Yeah. 
Oh, well, it's nice that they're going to try. Yeah. They're going to send a helicopter to the middle of the ocean to yeah, meet the, or, or something. Yeah, meet the boat and airlift it off of there. But Look, so, what, what does that mean? Oh, we're going to we're going to pull some strings. We're going to try. I mean, that's bullshit. They're right? going to pull up. They get some in pirates ocean. in a speedboat to pull up, <laughs> dodge the water cannons, throw some pallets on. Yeah, the there's speed nothing. Boat and, if it's on a ship in the middle of the ocean, what can there? What can I, happen? I really don't know. I guess once it it hits port, then they can rush it. They can they can send a FedEx delivery from the house that's floating in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, oh, they uh like I know it, it lands in Los Angeles and then from Los Angeles it, it goes ground from Los Angeles. Oh, I see. To so Austin. at that point they can. So speed at that it point up. they can like overnight it. Or but I bet that's the. That's not that, the long part. Yeah, that's of not the that's not the long yeah. part. So, uh, but anyway, so we may have them for MegaCon. Uh, if not, they'll be on our site as soon as humanly possible. It is the most cursed product I think I've it's ever. It's weird. Touched. I feel like who do we piss off? The universe does not want Year Four to come out. Suburbanites. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I should go back and look through all the comics from year four and see, like, did I who you made some fun kind of? of? Yeah, was there some like god that we made a joke about, or like what? <laughs> you had the God of War one, right? Oh yeah, we did have God of War. There you go. Oh shit! Pissed off Kratos. <laughs> hey, did I hear Kratos is going to be in Mortal Kombat? I think oh, I read that on on really? uh, Joystick. Yesterday. I don't know about that. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, I, I thought that was that strange. It, and the, the article I read made it sound like it had been announced a while ago, and I guess I just missed it. Oh. Huh. That's an interesting crossover. Is there going to be uh, a different character for? Is I assume that's for the PlayStation. I would think so too. That got me thinking: what would be the Xbox character? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe somebody uh, who's listening to the podcast has more information and can tell us. I'm sure we can find it. All right, we'll just wrap this up. All right. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.